Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. Each episode, before we begin, I like to recommend something to you. And this week, my recommendation is the Online Language Teacher Planner, my digital and print-ready planner to get your online language teaching in order and make you more productive. Find out more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher planner. Now, let's get into today's show. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> You're back. I'm yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Good. Um, so, Ashley. Yes. I'm back at you this episode with another language learning, language teaching method. Right. I want to share with you and get your thoughts on and your opinions from a kind of pedagogical perspective. Okay, yeah, sure. And your experience as well, learning languages at school. So this one, last time we talked about the grammar translation method and the kind of more modern, evolved version of the communicative grammar translation method yeah um today you remember it well (laughs) definitely wasn't recorded just a just moments ago (laughs) in this batch record session um it's fine don't break the magic i can tell people because i i talk about the the hidden stuff in the hidden stuff episodes and how like you know to batch work and stuff oh that's oh i don't agree with that oh okay that that's what's happening so anyway Today, we're yeah. talking about the audio-lingual method. The what? The audio-lingual audio method. method, yes. Okay, so audio-language method then. Uh, kind of. So, you remember the grammar translation method that we discussed last time? Yes. Yes. This one's pretty different, but also kind of not. So, we'll, we'll see in a minute how where the similarities and differences come from. So, audio-lingual method is basically the teacher saying something... And the student replying. Call and response, oh. if you will. Oh, wow. That is a reaction if ever I've seen oh. one. Yeah. The apple. Repeat. And then the class will remember back. No, Montana. Oh. Yeah. oh, it hurts my brain thinking hurts about this one. Hurts your brain. Yeah. Oh, this is... Yeah, go on. Let's... If, 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 if it's what I imagine it's going to be, this is horrible. Okay. Right. Let's, let's see. Does it sound familiar? This Can sounds you... exactly like every single French and German class. Oh, ever. Oh, so the grammar translation. Huge method. flashbulb memory of this one. Oh, so Ugh. you were like last time. You were like, yeah, kind of, but not really. I was bottom set, right? Yeah. This one in your bottom set German. No, this was like year this... seven, eight, nine. Okay. That's they, why I turned really... off by ten, eleven. When it got oh, interesting. okay. So actually, the opposite happened. We we were saying last time that the grammar translation method would maybe turn people off. By thinking this is boring, this is repetitive, it's tedious. Well, let's 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 hear the method because if it okay. is what I imagine, it's horrible. I think it's what you imagine. Okay, then it's horrible. <laughs> okay, so where did it come from? Right. So number one, you've got this kind of trifecta of things all happening at once. Right. Early twentieth century, lots of linguists are focusing in the U.S. on indigenous languages in in the U.S. Right. Now, there's not many native language teachers to explain stuff to the linguists, so they're generally having to rely on what they could hear. So they're mm. taking field recordings and they're having to use those field recordings to kind of decipher, okay, that piece of grammar fits in with this thing that they're saying in that position and that word and that sentence and that phrase yeah. and that recording and this one, etc. right? Yeah. No, a, a, a small supply, if you like, of native teachers who could explain these languages to them. But they suddenly had this newfound desire 
to, to document and to research indigenous languages in the US. Yeah. That's thing number one that's going on. Thing number two that's going on, behavioural psychologists gaining popularity. So the belief that all our behaviours, including language, are learnt through positive and negative reinforcement. Think uh, Pavlov's bell, is that what it's called? Ding, yeah. Ding, ding. yeah. The dog's salivating. Is it the dog? Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh I'm thinking of... It's not like a child. I'm thinking <laughs> of Schrodinger's cat. Oh, That's right. The, yeah, Pavlov's That's physics. Bell. Okay, right. Pavlov's bell, ding a ling ling dog gets thirsty, yeah. hungry, whatever. Thing number three that's happening at the same time, all of these things are kind of coinciding, people suddenly need to go off and fight abroad, so they need to be able to speak the language quickly. Which war are we talking here? I think the era of this would be something like maybe Vietnam, or maybe just before... That. I get confused with my centuries. The early 20th century would be 1900s, wouldn't it? So yeah. I think we're talking maybe like First World War, First World War Second World War, Vietnam, etc. Right? We're right. kind of in that sort of era. And they need to speak quickly. So um, actually, <laughs> you know, they discovered, you know what, the grammar translation method is not getting us the skills we need to use these languages in, in the war when we're abroad, right? Mm. Um, and actually, interestingly, sometimes the audiolingual method is called the army method. It's kind of like army drills as well. Yeah, I was right? going to say it's army drills. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and and this. La manzana, la manzana. Right. El pan, el pan. It's really funny as well because I remember very, very vividly there was one teacher in my school who did this, and this was like they were they had this kind of reputation. They were a PE teacher. Uh, right and they had a reputation for teaching french in this way so they would like you know maybe do a bit of textbook but most of it was like call and response is it you can see it the pe but it's not call and response it is that kind of la manzana that's not it's call and repeat yeah okay because call and response if if it's call and response though you 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 answer like a question asking a question they give an answer yeah some of it's that well this it sounds very much like parrot fashion some of it's parrot, some of it is, you know, a bit more creative. But, okay. But a lot of it is like parrot, right? Now, this kind of replaced grammar translation method, which is why we're doing them in this order. Yeah. Right? Um, and other, you know, more traditional methods by kind of reacting to that criticism, that big criticism we had last time of grammar translation method before our sort of updated version mm. with the communicative grammar translation method. The big criticism of the original was this lack of focus on speaking. Yeah. So this kind of powered out as a response to that of like, boom, look, now we're going to teach people how to speak. And this is the way we're going to do that. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, it had that lack of speaking and listening and actual communication. And what it did is is the, the audiolingual method just applied those same rote methods from grammar translation to speaking and to listening. Mm. So the big advantage, and I say advantage and your eyes have kind of gone, yeah, really? You didn't really get on a podcast, do you? (laughs) That's why I'm I'm, I'm doing my audio description. Mm. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Audible. It's not really. Um, But the big advantage over the grammar translation method then is that students are actually speaking the language. True. But can you guess the disadvantage? Or they're disadvantages, not, maybe, you've got multiple. I'm assuming that they're not actually building up. I mean, they're learning vocab, mm. but they're not actually learning 
the grammar around it. They're not they're not able to able to use it in like conversation. Surely that's the problem here. Yeah. Like they've been given the bricks but no cement. Okay. The grammar translation method would have been providing the cement without the bricks. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, if it, if if it's how I imagine this is, um, so essentially the teacher says, "This is the this is the vocabulary we're going to learn," and they'll have five things. Say, there's a short unit, right? They shout them. The kids shout it back. Next one, they shout. The next one, they shout back. They might put a picture up of it, mm. like. This is a banana. Banana. Say banana. Banana. This is a pear. Say pear. Pear. This is a pear. Is that the kind of example we're going yeah, for here? Yeah, yeah, Because that's very... Like, I would... Uh, yeah, I can see why it's called the army method. It's just like... That is... I should point out, no one is being murdered right now. It's it's someone holidays. being taught the method <laughs> at the moment. That's the problem. That's that's what happens when a mon child has to learn like this. If you hear screaming, it's school holidays. Children are having fun outside, right? Um, <laughs> there are there are multiple problems with this method from just from a huge amount of just just pedagogical yes, emotional yes, just. Oh, it's just it's it just sounds awful. There is no there is no grounding for this method working. I can actually think of the only the only reason I can think to do this is to as a quick validation that people know what they are doing. Mm. So if you've done a whole sequence of teaching and learning around, say, um, clothing. Mm. And then you were able to shout them really quickly and they would shout them back as like a big, a, a really quick confidence booster. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's like a two minute activity. Did there you is say, no way this could be a model of learning. Did you say when you've learned that stuff? So yeah. like almost at the end. You learn this at the end. So you don't, do, how how, yeah, how, how yeah. can you detect? Like firstly, you can't do this one on one because that's really awkward. <laughs> could you imagine? Okay, imagine a one on one setting. Banana! Say it, I mean, banana! It doesn't work. It doesn't, it, there's no way this could work in a one-on-one setting, and it couldn't work in a one-on-two setting. You'd, the only way it's work is if you're actually working with a large group, mm. right? But they say it, you say it back. Then what you're actually getting is, let's say, 20% are saying it correctly, mm. 80% are going, nah, nah, nah. And you can't hear them to no, correct them. You can't isolate no incidences. They might, do, not, they might not even heard it correctly. If you do isolate incidences, that's then like pointing out one child's individual mistake yeah. and that's not really cool or or you so, or, or if you get it's there's, there's just so even like and from an emotional point of view if you then start picking on individuals to like say it mm, loud mm. well you, you end up just isolating the one that didn't get it because they weren't listening to you or, and then you've got the same problem with the grammar translation method of just kids who are then done with languages not necessarily because well we've with, you, with you, you've with, highlighted that it's with boring. the grammar punctuation you've highlighted that it's boring but also I wasn't saying how it's boring I'm saying it's wrong but from what you've There's said it sounds there. like it would be boring to be it's not in this way. it's not it's not boring it's more like the grammar punctuation method appealed to the top ten percent of learners yeah. that are quite good at code breaking and looking at patterns yeah and that's that's a skill to have there's actually an element of skill progression there mm. with this one it's appealing to the bottom 10 percent where it's more about retaining mm. and and essentially keeping them in the room mm. there is no you so it's it's complete opposite to it they don't work together 
The only way this will work is a two-minute activity as a plenary. I'm intrigued by this idea of, yeah, I can, I, I, that's really intriguing to me, doing this at the end with a group. Yeah, it work at the end. Yeah. Or you could say, do you remember what we did last time? Okay, let's go for it really quick. That's the <laughs> only way it would yeah. work. There's the idea of having, like, spending six weeks learning like this is just, like... Sounds kind of hellish, it, right? It's, it's, just, it's just pointless. Yeah. It's a waste you've, of everyone's time. You've actually highlighted a lot of things that I didn't have written down, so I'm glad I asked you first, because there's a lot there oh, to kind of unpack. Okay, and I think, I know you said you didn't say it was boring, but I think you, you, you did express, in my mind, it kind of came across... That, Sadly, yeah, this, I, I've, se- I've seen... I've seen, you've seen it. I've, I've seen, seen it. this taught recently, and right. it's shocking to see it taught recently. That it's... I will come back to that point in a minute. Right. Um, so... A few more disadvantages then, specifically in terms of, of language, right? The communication element, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're not just on paper in a textbook anymore. We're communicating, but it's kind of one way. Yeah. Because, you know, the teacher is telling you and they're repeating or they're maybe switching bits of a sentence, you know, from the teacher, but they're not really responding to questions and creating real answers themselves because how can you do that with a group of kids? It's difficult. This this method is actually, uh, and it's it's... I mean, I don't agree with how it's taught, but I've seen it taught in a modern context when they're mm. teaching key stage one and early years phonics. Mm. Um, so you've got, say, 30 children Boy. ranging a, from A, 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 A. You say it like this, A, 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 A. And they'd all be saying it, A, 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 A. But actually, there's a few of those children that are not saying it correctly and they're not actually hearing properly. And they're the ones that miss out and they're the ones that fail the phonics screening then you do the same thing and you then bring in the um almost like you you can do exactly the same thing with from a writing perspective so you write the letter a now you write the letter a and then you spot the ones that haven't done it correctly because they weren't watching when you did it mm. this is it doesn't work it, it sounds it's this method as far as i'm concerned is the model of teaching that everybody assumes is teaching. This is not a model of teaching. This is a model of crowd control. Mm. There's a big difference here. There is no, there is very little learning coming from this. Consolidation, yes. Learning, no. I love how much you're hating on it. I hate it. Um, there's actually, although although it looks like, okay, well, there's more focus on listening. Oh, please, let's hear um, how this gets better. <laughs> it's more disadvantages. Right. <laughs> so although it looks like on the outside, okay, there's more focus on listening than with grammar translation method. Yeah. I would argue there's less focus on listening, right? So it's called audiolingual, audio meaning listening, lingual meaning speaking. But I'd argue that you're not really listening to real useful speech. You're listening to very isolated examples of chunks of language. Yeah. That then you won't necessarily be able to identify in bigger uses of language. And there's even, of course, less focus on the reading and writing, right? Mm. Although some argue that the full method does introduce these skills a bit later on. There's, you know, in the in the initial stages of this kind of call and response, there's a lot less focus on, there's, there's no focus, in fact, on reading and writing. So we've kind of come full circle from grammar translation. <laughs> it's quite interesting how these things work, isn't it? Of like, you know, teachers and theorists and, and pedagogists and all of that, like looking at these things thinking, oh, grammar translation, okay, I see the problem now. Okay, so let's just flip that completely upside down <laughs> and go in exactly the opposite direction and now we've got similar problems I mean, this, facing the other way. When you when you talk about the you said about the history of this and how it came about as a result of training soldiers. 
that was one of the sort of trifectors of this history. Like, yeah, yeah. That, but that, yeah. but as there is, there is always a trifecta around yeah. history, you know, and like that's how we've ended up with multiple learning models that we have. They've all come around as a result of social and political yeah. circumstance, and this is obviously that. Yeah, where you have to train masses of people very quickly, but like you said, with hugely basic terms. It's just so they can walk into a, like a a country in another part of the world and go apple. Apple. Je Dre, un baguette, s'il vous plaît. Boom, boom. Je yeah, Dre. Absolutely. And I always remember actually in, from my French. Bonjour. People would be like, allez à la discothèque, allez à la discothèque, allez à la discothèque. It means go to the disco. We're 12. <laughs> we're, we're not going to any nightclubs. But like, allez à la discothèque. That was like one that just really stuck in my mind. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you've seen this in a more modern context. You mentioned the phonics and stuff, right? Yeah. I just want to point out, I, I don't like to blame teachers and schools for putting students of language learning, putting students off, I should say, of language learning for life. Using Go this. for it, everyone blames teachers. No, I don't like to blame teachers. Good, because it's the wrong thing to do. It is the wrong thing to do. I think it's kind of... I was being of, sarcastic there. But it is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it's the wrong thing to do. Right, because it's kind of reductive, really, because most language teachers, at least in my experience, they were doing the best that they knew how yeah. at that particular time. And that's the same today, you know, yeah, yeah. regardless I mean, of if you go into a classroom and see this being used and thinking, hang on, that's a bit outdated. I wouldn't teach in that way. Language. That teacher perhaps thinks. Like language teachers in a school setting have such mm. a difficult job. Like mm. you're working with a subject where the vast majority don't want to do it. And that's based upon history of it being taught badly. Such a long way to go to it's, change that yeah. whole attitude. And although you might, you might come across the fantastic and the wonderful teachers yeah. that truly changed. Far and few between. Yeah. And, and frankly, they're fighting against a wave of sediment that's just like. That's why I didn't go into Not teaching. sediment, sorry, sentiment. And yeah. so it's um it's the same I would say for in many ways it's the same as being a maths teacher at secondary level where if you're top set maths teacher you're like yeah these kids get it this is fun it's nice bottom set maths teachers it's like that's a hard job and actually you say it's worse than that because with maths even if in the bottom set they don't like it and they don't care and they don't want to do it have to do it they know they have to do it with language at least in this country we still don't have yet hopefully but it's so weird when it doesn't have this like context of like why um why it's not being seen as a a necessary thing especially like with with the rise of like cheaper easier holidays Mm. at the moment which might Mm. end soon People are getting, and we're living in a much more multi-diverse society. Mm. The idea that people thinking, I need to know English, this is a nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense subject. I mean, I, I would, I mean, this is a completely different subject, but I would blame that the, the wrong languages are being taught personally, See, rather this, than I the subject. Is, so we've kind of gone on a tangent, but I do want to talk about this. I feel like this is something that's very difficult in this country. In a lot of countries, it's quite an easy choice because the choice of what language to learn is English. English, And maybe as a secondary would be the neighbouring country. So that one's the one that's going to vary. But that first one, like so many countries around the world, is going to be English. But for us, and I would argue less so for America because in America, then you've got the option of it being Spanish because that's a neighbouring country. It's a neighbouring country, but 50% of people in the US speak Spanish. Yeah. You go to Canada and obviously the second choice would be French. Maybe Australia and New Zealand, maybe they're in a similar boat to us. Obviously Ireland would be as well. South Africa, I don't know how that works there at all, but for us it's, it is difficult because 
do we go French? Do we go German? Do we go Spanish? Do we go like Mandarin, Japanese? Mm. Like, and then where do you find the teachers if we go slightly further afield? Where do we get those teachers from? But the mon, but I mean that's the problem with teaching, isn't it? Like you end up many schools will actually say okay we've got to teach this language now you're now going to teach this language and yep. they'll tell a teacher you have to teach this language they might not know it but they understand the concept that's definitely happened. how to learn well, I mean, well for for us bring yeah, bringing it bring yeah. it back in because i think that's an important conversation yeah, that's um, for another day. maybe for another day i can get pretty fired up on that um bringing this back into an online setting be it one on what? Sorry, I'm just imagining this method like shouting at Skype. Shouting at Skype. Shout at Skype. <laughs> Can Dude. you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> this is something the worst. Never, never do this. Never do this at just one on one setting. I don't even need to ask you the question then. No, you can. Please do. How do you think this would work in online lessons? Oh, really well. I can see the positives <laughs> on, on many levels. Of course, like this would be pointless in every way. There is no way. There is no emotional there is no um imperative there is no educational reason for teaching this method in a one-on-one setting the only reason i could ever see it happening is a two-minute plenary or a two-minute intro with a group and you work with that group dynamic where everyone's having fun everyone's celebrating their accomplishment if you're doing a one-on-one setting it's humiliating and i I think that's really i've never it's, it's very rare that I'll come across a learning model or a learning theory that I look at and think, oh my God, this is embarrassing for everyone involved. Do you think it's worse than the grammar translation method? Oh, 100% worse. Yeah, 100% oh. worse. The grammar, the, the grammar translation method actually had, I could see a justification for it. It wasn't a justification I agreed with, but as a sequence of lessons, yes, it would work. Yeah. I actually thought about the grammar. The second theory, the communicative one. Right? No, the first more... one as well. Okay. The, 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 I actually, you know, I've taught that. Not, I didn't know it was called that, but I've taught that from a. Um, it wasn't in two languages, but it was. I, I, I taught it from an ex, uh, children how to make an origami crane, mm. where you show them the skills of how to do it. You show mm. them the finished result. You show them step by step, and then you give them the paper. It's experiential learning. It's learn by doing. The mm. finished result is you have a crane. The unfinished result is you have a crumpled piece of paper. Yeah. They've got to carry on doing it until they get a crane. So there, there is validation for that. You could fit it into a sequence of lessons where once they've got a bit of understanding, they could go back and they actually get better at it. They could use their understanding to work out what it is. The, the, the Closed Master app works along that same line. There is no app that you would have, well, there probably is because there's millions of apps, where it shouts at you, Apple, and you go, Apple, <laughs> banana, banana. It's It's mind-blowingly irrelevant on a one-on-one setting. Yes, it would work in a group dynamic because you're working with a group and with a group learning, a group setting, things are different. Mm. Like I said, I've seen this taught early years foundation and at key stage one during phonics. I don't like how it's done, but it does work as a group element of learning. You don't have it in the intervention though with the one-on-one children. They don't sit there and bark the sounds at... You've answered my next question. I was going to say I could possibly think of two exceptions. One was going to be what about children, if you're teaching children online. In a group, we're going for the same response maybe, but with, with one-on-one. I think, I think if you kind of like, if you showed it from a, from a young child perspective, mm. if you're working with, say, visuals on a screen and you're trying to keep them entertained, yes, it would work as a 
two minute preliminary, two minute intro to an activity. I'm going to flash up a piece of clothing, you shout what it is, called like image response. Image, it's not call response, it's image response. Right. Where there's a difference between because me saying that the child. They're creating that in their head. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's so cool. So that would work. That's an evolution from. Yeah, but it's not the with. same. It's That's a different yeah. element to this. But they, that's why I'm presenting these but to you wouldn't, to get an evolution. Yeah, there's the, you, that from works. that perspective, it would work. Yeah. Like if you were able to show a visual, they said, what it back at you loudly and clearly. That's fine. Um, but okay. you, I've, got, I've got a second scenario for okay, you. Yeah. So I'm thinking about my own lessons learning Korean right now. Ooh. So, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you say How's it you, going? You say as if you didn't know I'm learning Korean. Um, <laughs> not like I talk about it all the time. Oh, I hit avocado a lot. <laughs> avocado. Yeah, you always listen to the drops when they're doing like the basic avocado. English tomato. sounding words. It's like, no, it's really hard. Come on, how, drops. I think I might know most of Korean as well. You probably do with the words that have been coming up. But yeah. anyway, so with my lessons that are harder than the drops English sounding Konglish words, yeah. um, I have sometimes with one tutor, we've got like texts where, you know, she'll ask me to read them aloud. And sometimes I feel like I would prefer it because obviously there's a different writing system. So there's like this, I'm much slower at reading in Korean than I would be in, say, a language like, I don't know, Afrikaans. Never learned Afrikaans, but I I can read it because yeah. I know what it looks like. I understand yeah. those letters in those orders. Yeah. And I might get the pronunciation wrong, but I can at least attempt you can get stab. stab at it, right? Yeah. But with Korean, I'm much slower because I'm having to form that in my head. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I think I'd really prefer it if she would maybe read a sentence and then I would repeat. And then she, I would maybe prefer that in that scenario. Sometimes. So what's the point of the teacher? No, 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 no. To have, that's what I mean. To have her say the sentence and then I repeat the sentence. Say so, we've got a paragraph of text. You've, well, essentially what you've done is automate to the teacher there. You could put that same thing into Google Translate and it'll read to you. Yeah, but I don't think you really can. Not yet. Not quite yet. Because Google Translate's a bit robotic. If I were to learn how to speak Korean from Google Translate, so, I'd arrive in Seoul and be like, even in that con- young has say, oh, <laughs> But even in that context, really though, you're only, only going to get that exact sentence said in that setting. If, like, there's, there, there's many ways of saying, um, vocab- uh, very many ways of saying phrases and vocabulary. And if she introduces one, in one context and mm. she's trying to explain to you in a really nice and easy way and you might say oh could you just read to me so I can hear what it sounds like and, yeah yeah I can hear it now it goes back to that grammar exercise again where actually the, the context might change so yeah. the way the phrases sound and the vocab sounds might be different yeah but I'm, I would still be learning those letters those characters that, depending on what language we're looking at what written script we're looking at yeah maybe I'm asking you a question like that no offence, maybe you don't know the answer because you've not learned a language with a different script. So you never experienced... <laughs> Have you know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've so maybe this is something... Egyptian for many years. Oh, hieroglyphics, I see. Ooh. Were you about to say something in Egyptian there? You were like, ah, oh, I don't know what to say. Oh. No, I was going to say hieroglyphics. <laughs> Crane, bird, river, I think. <laughs> 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 if you knew hieroglyphics, I'd be very impressed. Um, I could draw them. You could draw an imitation of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, try. It's a dead language, though, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like you could teach it with grammar translation method, dead hey. language. But yeah, I think that is one scenario where it would be helpful as you're still in the stages of learning that alphabet or that writing system or that script. 
I think then it might be so a helpful if, thing. If the script is completely different, you mm. hear someone saying it so you can actually get the context. You can combine the sounds with the individual characters, the letters, the syllables, and yeah. then you're still building up how to speak and then eventually it's almost like wearing stabilizers for a bike and then you would lose the teacher from repeating that and the teacher would then expect you to say the whole thing in one go as you're but that's, getting better but, but that's not this method that's that's um that's a that's cold experiential learning what you're talking about here. that's zone that's a, a zone of proximal, proximal development no, but having here. them having them say it and having you repeat it it's not the same because what you're saying is you're gonna you you're looking at a piece of text, yeah. and then you're saying, okay, what does it sound like? And they say it to you, then you go, oh, do you mean like this? You go, yes, like this. So you say, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, that's see, back and forth. That. I meant more of a more of well, a that's basic. A better method of doing it. It's a better method. So then just you say, go. <laughs> what's this going for? Red, to... red, red, red. This doesn't work. This doesn't. It doesn't After, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, so we're recording this just before we go to Spain. <laughs> Ashley's gonna get two weeks to try out his Spanish that he. He got quite good at after a few months in Latin America. I have not done very well. I keep up to date. Yeah, but this is why you're going to Spain. Like, two weeks to practice. But after that, when we come back, I'm going to set you a challenge learning, like, Japanese or something with a different script so you can see what this experience is like. Uh, okay. Uh, hesitation. You don't have to... Don't have to agree on the We're doing a unit no of Japan. Pressure. I'm doing a unit of Japan at school. There you go. I'll you tie can learn into some. my teaching and learning. And yeah. then if you come to me and say, Lindsay, how do I say this? I'm not going to tell you. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> in no way am I like. In no way am I mocking your method of doing it. I'm just saying it doesn't fit that model of. It's, it's, hmm. it's a different method. What you're saying is actually different to what that method is. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like actually you're saying like, okay, I want to hear it said. It's, you're looking at the, you're looking at the visual of it. You're, you're hearing it out. You're saying it aloud. They're confirming your understanding. That's very different to repeat, repeat, repeat. It's a bit more thorough than essentially yeah. the, the method that I've got the name of it. Audio lingual. Oh. ALM. ALM. Right. <laughs> essentially, that's training parrots. Mm, mm. But parrots doesn't understand what they're saying. They're just copying the sound. Right. What you're doing is experiential learning. You're learning by trial and error, trial and error, and you've got a guide there helping you round this cycle of learning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a different method. We did. It's, it's giving. It's, on yeah, the podcast. it's Cobbs, it, yeah. It's, we do Cobbs, yeah. Yeah. It's giving this method mm. unnecessary. No. Praise. No, 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 not unnecessary. <laughs> Unwarranted praise. Ooh. Because actually it's latching on to someone else's. Just bad. It's latching on to someone else's learning model. Fair enough. So you're not a fan, audiolingual method. Not a huge fan. No, I'm not really a big fan of yeah, this one. Kind of, that's, um, the, that's the impression I'm getting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, well, no, I don't really see the point of this one. But yeah. Next time you're going to bring something back for me. You're going to explain something to me? Yeah, I'll try, next, next, try and explain something. Next of your episodes, then I look forward to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Thank you for joining me. It's all right. Bye. Bye. Apple. <laughs> You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. If you want more from me, this episode, may I recommend the Online Language Teacher Planner, the digital and print-ready planner to get your online language teaching in order and make you more productive. Find out more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher planner. 
And remember, every fourth week, I'll answer your questions right here on the show. So get in touch. And now you can even leave me a voice message to share your questions. Simply scroll to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link next to send in a voice message. And you never know, it might just be your question I answer next time. You can find everything you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.